0: folks welcome to another episode of borderline uncomfortable i'm diamond
1: and i'm christian
0: and this is a place where it's okay to know nothing but philosophize about everything um so quickly i want to do a check-in uh do you have anything that you want to say quick (laughs) (laughs) check-in didn't i say i was gonna do a check-in though
1: i know and then the moment it comes i'm like say something and then and then I blank.
0: No, but I like, you don't have to. That's like, I have something that okay. I want to say, but you don't have to.
1: Nope. We got nothing this week. What about All you? right.
0: <laughs> Easy <laughs> enough. I have something I want to say. So last episode was really difficult for me. I talked about my mom and the relationship. Well, I talked about my parents specific, but specifically my mom and our relationships and some of the issues that we have with communication um so prior so CJ and I shot the episode Monday or Tuesday whenever it was and then um actually the week before I was supposed to tell her the subject matter but I kept delaying it because I was so afraid so the day I would probably say I think it was maybe Thursday that I had a conversation with her and said hey just so you know this is what we're talking about um in the the newest episode and uh I just wanted to give her a little bit of Warning. so just in case she saw it she wasn't shocked by it or you know offended anything and um so that conversation for me was incredibly difficult but it ended up working out really well because she was very receptive first of all she listened which is not abnormal but she didn't she just listened you know which um which I appreciated and uh she Actually, I wrote down actually what I what I wanted to say. So um, there are a couple things that I have here. She opened up uh, in that conversation and and thereafter, even up to now, like she I've I've noticed that she's been spending more time with me. And when we do have conversations, they're not so guarded on her end, which I really appreciate, of course. And um, yeah, she's been making a lot more of an effort. Um, I also think because i was in a weird place mentally um i was putting a lot of pressure unnecessary pressure on the conversation that i wanted to have with her um so i say that to say whenever you're whenever you're preparing yourself to have a conversation a very vulnerable conversation it's this won't always happen but try to make it so that you are in the best place mentally to have it because if not you might do exactly what I did and just make shit up in your head that probably would never happen. And it it, it might make it a little bit more difficult for you to have that conversation unnecessarily so. Um, and then my mom said after we had the conversation, um, she was like, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I said something like, I know how you get and sometimes your faces tell me, tell tell it all. And she said, oftentimes it's not me, it's you. And I was like,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Got Bitch, <him."> you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And also, no, because I do the same thing because I get that from you. So don't do that because she, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole too much, but she often <laughs> gives like side eyes, like don't mess with me. Like, I don't want to hear it come correct. And I do the same thing. So don't sit here and tell me that. Oh, it's you. No, girl. No, it's you. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> We got to do better (laughs) together. But um, I want to say all that to say, have these conversations because you don't know what may come out of it. They're difficult. But uh, if you make an effort. You might see the change might not be immediate. It may be gradual, which. You can work with, you know, and it's it's better than you not saying anything and never getting your feeling you never conveying your feelings and then always feeling a certain way towards someone when it doesn't have to be that way um so that's my check-in
1: that's great i'm so happy that you and your mom are finally getting somewhere with that
0: sure it's been a
1: long time coming
0: it sure has but, uh... it sure has <laughs> but um
1: <laughs> no, but i think you were right though don't don't we shouldn't be having conversations for people i do that a lot too i was, I'll I'll think of what the other person's gonna say and I'm like, oh, this is not a conversation worth having because this person's just gonna react like this. But you really right. don't know. People right. will surprise you. Um, um on my
0: note I, know. I said last week I said to, or yeah, we were talking about parenting our last episode rather. And I said for the parents to give your kids more credit. And then on my note I said children need to give their parents more credit. Um yeah. so it goes both ways.
1: Yeah, sure does.
0: Um, all right, so this week's episode, we'll be talking about toxic relationships, specifically relationships uh, like uh, intimate relationships, because toxic relationships come in all different forms. And we actually, we have a special guest, Tatiana Jonas. Yes. Um, this is someone that I know from uh, my one of my old jobs. We actually connected, and she's a really cool human. So we're very excited to have her on today's episode. Yeah,
1: so our first guest um so it should be fun having someone else jump in and take over for us so we don't have to do all the work
0: well she's not gonna take over but you know <laughs> she gonna give her opinion and we are gonna give ours <laughs> and see what happens <laughs> no but i think it'll no, be fun I'm i think excited. it'll be a good conversation and uh, i'm excited too actually
1: so yeah so today we're gonna talk about those relationships that you either need to work on or you need to leave and um Toxic relationships. I mean there are a lot of relationships that have unhealthy behavior in them. They're not necessarily toxic. Um, they just need uh both parties to pay attention to those issues and, and you know figure it out. Um but uh but you know, we see we see people in trouble. Diamond, when's the last time you had like a serious relationship?
0: I gotta put my business out there. Um <laughs>
1: I'll put mine out there first. For me, it was 2011. (laughs)
0: Um, So the last time I had a serious relationship where... So... Okay. I'm going to say it was my high school boyfriend. And that was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now. But I will say that I've been in different types of relationships. I guess you would call like millennial-style relationships where... There was everything but the title which is so absurd to me but that's a whole nother conversation but um i've had some toxic situationships for sure for certain
1: situationships yeah i like that i don't think i've ever heard that there's
0: actually a snow allegra she has a song called situationships but yeah i've had several of toxic unhealthy weird um situationships
1: yeah and we're gonna jump in with Tatiana and get her take on this whole thing. So, uh, let's go.
0: <laughs> hey, folks! Now we are here with Tatiana Jonas. So she has a new podcast, Fem Power Podcast, and um, I mean, at Fe- is it at FemPower Podcast?
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, on IG is uh at fe- vampire podcast if you're going to email us anything FemPowerPodcast vampire podcast at com. and um yeah it's me and two lovely hosts and it's, it's pretty cool you know we talk about um women related issues mostly uh so <laughs> we're all jokes all the time though
0: so congrats on your new podcast and i'll have to check that one out because i was definitely still listening to the other one
2: yeah i mean i i still like the other one i thought it was pretty cool man i I, I think just being single in New York, it has like it's the funniest thing ever. You meet the weirdest people. I mean, I go out pretty much every weekend, and mm-hmm. the streets, man, the streets are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, are I know. I know. I know that life. <laughs> Okay, that's
0: a whole nother conversation. Right now we're talking <laughs> about toxicity, toxic relationships. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. So let's get into it. Um, so I guess we can start with a little bit. Um, I don't know how personal you're willing to get, but I want to ask oh, you. Well, open book. Okay. So I want to ask you, um, have you ever been in a toxic relationship? If so, how did it look?
2: All right. So just a little backstory every dude i've dated up until the last one has been pretty much like me i'm pretty laid back i don't like to talk a lot even though i do do the podcast when i say i don't like to talk a lot is i don't want to just be talking to talk like if we joking and laughing that's cool but just to talk to talk to be annoying is just annoying to me and then the most dudes i date they're from brooklyn they're quiet and low-key people right so I went to school and I met somebody, right? And then the person happened to live in the, in Brooklyn as well. And then um, the person and I started dating. And um, the person was totally opposite from everything, from any guy I've ever dated. And I, I thought that was pretty exciting. Not realizing that, mm, girl, you should have just stayed in your lane. So... I didn't realize I was in a toxic relationship until like towards the end, and the reason why I say that is I'm not even I'm not an expressive person. I don't really talk about my feelings too much, and I pretty much think that's normal. Like you talk about your feelings when you need to talk about it. I don't think every little thing that happens at every moment you need to talk about, and I didn't realize that. Um, I guess for lack of a better word, that some people need to, to talk about every emotion they have at every moment and okay but your delivery how you say things and i started realizing little things like outbursts towards his mom and his different people in his family and one thing that sat with me is if you talk to your mom like that that means you can talk to me like that and that's just not gonna happen beloved and when you don't live with the person <laughs> when you don't live with the person it's um it's easier to get away right? Because it's it's easier to get away from the situation. You just think, oh, maybe you guys are just cooped up for too long. But when you do live with the person, you can't get away. And um, it got more and more apparent that this is just how the person is. And I was doing a lot and the person just wasn't doing a lot. I was going back and forth to Brooklyn from PA because we were living in PA at one point together. And um, he wouldn't do that out of the four years we were together he only worked about three months and that was an issue. And he didn't see anything wrong with that, that I'm just like, yo, that's not going to work for me. You know? And when you're not living with somebody, you don't share expenses. So you're like, that's a you problem B. That's not a me problem. But then when you live with somebody and you share expenses, it like that seriously hinders the relationship and you don't realize how you could just even lose like a sexual appetite for the person, which also causes another problem, you know? So it was just problems on top of problems and it was the delivery of h- how to handle it. The easiest way to handle was getting a motherfucking job, you know, because mm. then we wouldn't have to talk a lot, probably have more sex, you know, shit like that. But that wasn't, the, that's not what the person chose to do. The person just chose to continue to be who they were and we, um, and we just kept arguing and arguing about little things because I worked from home. So I continue, I worked from home even before the pandemic started. So if I'm at home, you're at home. Ain't nobody ever getting a break. Mm-hmm. The little things turn into big things. How you handled it? I'm not an argumentative person. I'm not a confirm. Um, I don't like to argue about things. If you do, if you do something a certain way, I will try to find a work around or work around so I don't kind of get in your way because clearly you're a person too. I gotta respect that, but it just didn't work out. I would say what made it toxic. I would, definitely what made it toxic would be the emotional um, the emotional arguments, um, how the person speaks to you when you're argue when you're like having a discussion. Because an arg you don't have to really have arguments in a relationship. It could literally be a discussion like, "Yo, babe, I don't like when you did that," ah, ah, ah. and then be like, "All right, like you know." can you just do this a different way? Or can you meet me halfway, let's compromise. And let's be honest, it's not gonna always go that way. Sometimes it could be a big like, yo, why the fuck would you do that, right? But then you could c- calm down and say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. That was never a sorry in sight. Um, one specific reason why I'll say it was toxic, he didn't like me going out with my friends. When we were living in New York City, um, I, I would go out after work on Fridays. And then he would be like, oh, that's, you work Monday through Friday. The weekends are supposed to be our time and you're going out on Friday. Like, when am I supposed to hang out with you? And I'm like, yo, but I work Monday through Friday. You're right. Friday's a work day. So I'm going out. <laughs> you're right. And he would then, like when I would get home from work, he would do like little things to kind of like show that he ain't pressed, but he clearly is pressed about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, or he'd want to go out. Mm-hmm. After I already just went out And you know I'm tired Because I work Monday through Friday mm-hmm. um, And it it was a constant thing Every time I wanted to go out with my friends So he kind of wanted to to um, Seclude me Or like take me away from my friends So I wouldn't have any kind of communication With those people I could be on the phone with them be like, Why are you on the phone with them? I want to talk to you I have nothing to talk about Nothing to talk mm-hmm. about He could call me I'd be like I'm going to call you back I'm on the phone with I-I. Oh you going to hang up with me? I'm your man, You, you it's, that's toxic as mm-hmm. fuck because mm-hmm. you feel like you can't continue your regular social life. And then moving to PA, all my family's in New York. Me even going to New York without him would be a problem because he like, what am I supposed to do? You came out your mother's, yeah, I came out my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, toxic, mm. <laughs> toxic.
1: Yeah, <Damn>. yeah. <laughs> I right? think. So we got Shit. isolation, yeah. codependency. Yes,
2: yes, yes.
1: And what excuses did he give you for not working all that time?
2: Oh, my gosh. So the first year, right? So the first year of our relationship, I'm I'm not, I've never been dependent on anybody. I've had a job since I was 16. So that's a youth thing. That's not a me thing, right? So it was, he said he, um, he told his mom he wanted to take a year off before finding a job, right? And he was taking like those government tests. So then the second year, I started getting annoyed and I was like, yo, you got you gotta you gotta make something happen. You gotta bust a move, kid. And then um the third year, my living situation wasn't what I wanted it to be. I was trying to get an apartment. He was actually moving out out of New York City. He asked me to live with him and I said, Well, these are the things that I need to see happen. So you need to get a job, you need to do this, because if we're gonna be living together, that's two different things. You know, we can't keep continuing how things were going. So he's like, Yes, yes, I'm gonna do all those things, right? We get to um, PA uh, by January, he finds a job. And um, let me tell you something. So all the women out there, it's never an issue finding the job. So don't let anybody ever tell you, I can't find a job. I don't even care if it's motherfucking McDonald's. It's never an issue finding a job for people. It's The issue is keeping a job, because people don't have discipline. Some people don't have the discipline to get up every day and do what they gotta do, even when it's boring, even when it's not fun, even when you feel like you're being degraded. Because there's people out there that think that just because they have a little bachelor's that, mm-hmm. oh, they shouldn't do certain jobs, or just because they have a little master's that, oh, they, certain, they can't do certain jobs. People don't want to work up the ladder. And that's a personal problem. But for people like that, you need to stay by yourself. So he got a little job, whatever. It was a good federal job. And um, he complained every day, every day. So one day he called me. He's like, I'm about to quit. I'm like, you can't quit. Like, you think I want to go from, from Brooklyn to PA every day? I don't want to do that. But I do do it because I need to have a job and we need to eat. Three months. Three months at the job. Quit. Just like that. Because he didn't like the way people was talking to him and then after that it was i'm looking i'm looking you don't think i'm looking you're applying to jobs like managerial jobs and you don't got the experience kid you don't got the experience so after he um left that first job that he got within our relationship i um i started i started my in my mind it was over i just started saving my money heavy and it took me a year after that point to just really be out because women don't usually leave right away. Like, they it, it takes time. Like, in their mind, they already made a decision, but it still takes time to get to that point. So I had to figure my life out first. And then I got... And, and it, like, so much happened within that year that it took time.
0: Mm. Yeah. So um, I always think relationships I think relationships are an interesting period but then I always think relationships with people like you strong-minded people strong role people and then someone who is the opposite of that I, I always wonder like how you stay so yes. you had to not had to but maybe you saw some signs and ignored or like what was it that made you say for so long what were the signs that you saw like some early signs and like and, and why did you stay for four years
2: so in the beginning, you don't realize the signs. That's what I'll say. Because I always, I know I'm, um, I'm not an emotional person. Like, if you let him tell it, I'm heartless. I don't, I'm not sitting here crying. I'm not sitting here talking a lot. I said what I said and I moved on. I don't, I'm not gonna to, I just don't do things like that so for me, I always figured like, yo, like maybe he's teaching you something that you never had within yourself, Mm -hmm. like how to show emotion. But then I realized that that's not even the right way to show emotion, but it took me time to realize that, you know? Mm -hmm. And even when I said, I think we should go to counseling, he was against it. So I was like, you're not even trying to go to counseling kid. Yeah, this is definitely not going to work. Um, so, because when I started realizing the signs, that's when I said that. And, um, and then this is the, I think this is the main reason why women stay. You stay because you see the potential. Like he's so smart. He's so he's a great person. He's just not a great relationship person. But he's he's I love to laugh. I love to laugh. So much so where he's he's he loves to laugh too, and we always joking. That's another reason why I'd say we're always joking. We could just get into an argument right now, big blowout, ten minutes later, we're laughing. Mm-hmm. he keeps. And that's one thing I d- always did appreciate. But to com- come to think about it, no other relationship I've ever been in, I'd have, I'd have arguments with my partners, never. I've never been in a relationship where I had huge arguments. It would more be like, babe, I didn't like when you do this. Why would you do that? Or through text messages, like, like come on, are you really serious right now? And then that's it. That's the most heated it would get. It was really only with him that it would be screaming matches. So um, you stay because of the potential. You stay because you don't know any better, I guess. Like um, when I was younger, my mom, and my stepfather would argue all the time. So I'm like, oh, maybe this is, is, you know, normal. My sister and her husband used to have screaming matches. So you don't know any better. But I know myself even better now. I've never been like that. I never want to be like that. And I'm never going to be like that again when i left my ex i told him i don't believe in marriage anymore but now i realize i just didn't want to be married to him Mm. um, or have children with him but i do want to get married and have children just it wasn't going to be with him
1: did you in in a lot of in a lot of aspects of your life did you see yourself becoming very negative and cynical as a as a result of that relationship
2: no i've always been a cynical person not negative i'm i'm always you can ask diamond I'm always a happy, upbeat person, always. But I, I'm i cynical because I'm realistic. You know, mm-hmm. shit don't always work out. Sometimes you got to take a an L, and that's just life. I do think there are certain people in life that will change how you think, maybe for a moment in time or for a long time. But everybody won't change your view. Majority of people you will think ain't shit. But there will be one or two people that comes along and that's when you are in a relationship that makes you change your view um
0: did your friends or family ever say anything about your relationship
2: they sure did Mm -hmm. sure did my mom hated him the moment she met him um yeah for no moment she but my mom also doesn't like anybody so (laughs) my like most people like in my family they liked him because of his personality like i said he's a fun lovable dude you know he's a fun lovable dude but as far as a partner knowing everything that i went through no they didn't like him and my mom would say all the time like when are you gonna leave him and i and, I, and that that's another thing too and i don't know if you guys have heard this whatever you can't tell somebody when to leave a relationship sure. you can only leave a relationship when you're ready so because when you're with somebody for that long, there are certain things that pull on your heartstrings. You're like, damn, you know? And you also, when, they're, when you're in a toxic relationship, just having that discussion is a really touchy discussion because them two weeks before I left, man, I couldn't sleep because it was an argument like every day, every night, argument, 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 because I'm done arguing. I don't have any thing left in me. I'm leaving. But, you know, he needs to talk about it. But if it's a friend, when you're... When it's a friend, you can't tell grown folks what to do. You have to listen to them and let them come to their own decision. Because even my friend, when I one of my closest friends, when I was still with my ex and, you know, she's listening to all the things I'm telling her, she, she said, I would never tell you to leave. That's a decision you have to make on your own. But as a friend, you know, I'm going to listen to you, you know, hear you out, hear what your decision is, but I can't tell you what to do. And that's the right thing to do. You should never tell a friend when to leave a relationship because a friend could drop you like a hot potato and say you the one that um, that was fucked up. You know, if, especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to keep that relationship. Now I'll say I've had friends that are in toxic relationships that they ask me for my advice and they don't take my advice on a plenty of occasions. And what I do is just distance myself from those friends. Because what we're not going to do is have the same conversation daily and you're not busting a move. Because even my friend said that. So there was the first time I was going to leave my ex and I told her, yeah, I'm leaving. And I didn't leave. You know, she told me, she said, look, don't do that again. If you, if you're not ready to leave or you're not on the highway, don't tell me nothing. And I had to respect that because I'm that friend too. That's um,
0: yes and no for me. I, I want to say yes, bitch. I say the same thing, but it's, it's, I'm thinking of my one friend in particular who did exactly that where she would, and I, I do that actually quite often, but talk about my friend. She complains often about the same problems in her relationship. And I listen and I tell her my advice, normally solicited advice, Mm -hmm. but I do tell her to leave when I feel necessary, right? Mm -hmm. Now you're saying you wouldn't do that because your friend can leave you. Like your friend can drop you. But my, my take on that is, if if we're friends and we're truly friends and you're seeking my opinion, my advice, and you leave if you if you feel like you need to remove yourself from that relationship because you probably hear some truth in that advice and you're not feeling it, then fucking bye. Like.
2: Well, I understand that. Yeah, I understand that part. Um, I agree with you. Um, and the reason why I don't ever tell anybody to leave anybody is because. I just don't do shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. If mm-hmm. we're really friends, like you say we friends mm-hmm. and I'm, and I'm telling you something that could really be beneficial to you. And I could see in the long run, how you're going to flourish from that advice and right. him and you don't. And I tell you that, and then you don't want to be friends with me no no more. I'm all the way good girl. Cause you toxic too. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just never going to do that because I just don't want to personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just, I just don't want to like, Okay. Now that you said that, Diamond, say if Mm -hmm. you come to me and you tell me about a relationship, I would tell you, leave him, girl. Leave Mm -hmm. him. But Mm -hmm. you never know what type of friend you have until after you say that shit. Sure. Sure. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just don't. That ain't my place.
0: You know, it's funny because my mom has told me before that she gave me that same same exact advice. Yeah, my mom told me
2: that. That's why I don't do it.
0: Right. The same exact advice. She was like, don't really get into people's business like that. Um, don't give, give like the minimum when it comes to advice because people are people that are going to do what they want to do and they're not going to leave situations or make those moves until they deem necessary. But I truly feel like me, I couldn't do that. I'm not going to sit here and half-ass give you advice. If I feel like you should leave a nigga, get your, you want me to have you pack? Do you want
2: me to come pick you up? I'm so good for that. I'm good for keeping an opinion to myself. reason being is because... I don't like to over um, extend myself to people that won't receive it. Sure. And you have to know what friends you have. There Mm -hmm. are friends that will receive information well, and there are friends that just don't receive it well. And I agree with you there. It does depend
0: on the friend. But that, what you just said, made me think of another question for you. If you're in a friendship that's toxic, right? But say, for example, um, you have a friend you've been friends since elementary school. Right. And this is your dearest friend, your oldest friend, all these things. And that person is a toxic person. But you feel um, obligated or not? maybe not obligated is the word, but for some reason, you don't want to leave that friendship, although, you know, it's not healthy or beneficial to you. Right. How do you do like have you been in that situation? How would you remove yourself from that situation?
2: So what I do is I have a famous line. You show me who you are and I move accordingly. I move accordingly with everybody. Mm-hmm. You you act funny, you toxic, you say something I don't like and I told you I don't like and you do it again, I move accordingly. If I tell you my business, you spit that back right back in my face, I move accordingly. It's not, and it's not to just say I'm cutting you off, we never be friends again. Nah. I'm real good for being a surface friend. Real good for being a surface friend. I can keep we can have a whole night out and it's only thing we talk about is surface shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think the problem with people is, and I think I posted this the other day, where people say, oh my gosh, you have such a big heart. And it's not that you have a big heart. You don't create boundaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to create boundaries for yourself with everybody, family, boyfriend, girlfriend, friendships. I don't care who it is, is, co-workers. You have to create boundaries for yourself because not creating boundaries for yourself it lands you in situations that you don't want to be in. Now you're out here looking stupid and stuck. You know, sure. and don't get me wrong. Don't think that I'm perfect all the time where, you know, I'm not out here like, damn, I'll really let this bitch play me. Yes, I, I, I do get to situations like that. But then you know what I do? I readjust those boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think that's just what it is. It comes down to boundaries. You have to create boundaries. When you have a friendship that's toxic, you limit your conversation with that person. You check up on that person every six months to make sure they still alive.
0: Yeah. I also would... With- for the most part, I will set my boundaries, but there's also a level of transparency that I like to give and do, which I think is, which is where we differ, um. Because if I am, let's say for example, I'm talking to someone and um, we went on a date and it didn't work out. How would you? How would you progress if that person reached out and was like, "Hey, I really enjoyed the time. Blah blah blah." Would you, how would you respond? I wouldn't see? <laughs> so for me, I would be, I would be like hey, I enjoyed the time too, but I would say however I felt, you know, in a gentle way. And that's because I don't like to be ignored either. And I like that level of transparency. And I wouldn't do that to someone because I'm like, I would want them to tell me.
2: But you oh. know what? You gotta respect the block. You gotta respect Sure. block. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem but uh, okay i'm bit I'm, I'm also a toxic person i'm pretty toxic let me tell you some shit mm-hmm. so in a situation like that if i'm like if i'm like yo if i'm bored and you text me while i'm bored i'm texting back if i'm not bored and i'm out i'm ignoring you
1: i i am the same way i'm yeah. the same way i wouldn't say anything and i know it like there are points where I think about myself, and I'm just like, "Why you're like this? You know, why can't you just be honest? Why can't you yeah. communicate? Because you don't want you don't want people doing it to you, but it's just like, take a hint. That's what Not I want exactly. to say. Like, but if somebody
2: does to me, I got the hint. Like, cool, we good.
0: No, no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. No, I get that too, but I excuse me, I just I don't I personally don't like it. If someone doesn't text me back, that obviously means that they're not interested. I'm not going to respond because I'm not going to embarrass myself and I'm not going to put any more energy towards that. Right. But my, like my preference is to have a conversation, then move on.
2: Yeah, I'm not a good I'm not a great communicator. I'm not having any conversation. That's why I'm toxic. <laughs> I'm honest with myself.
1: That's the first step to recovery. <laughs> I'm
2: yeah. not, I don't plan on recovering, but I'm honest with myself
1: that's a question that i asked diamond a long time ago what are some things like if you were to start a relationship a serious relationship with somebody what was what would be something you'd say hey this is wrong this is what's wrong with me but i'm not going to change and i guess that's your you know your thing but you know
2: what okay i'll be i could say that to you guys if i said that to him i'll definitely change for
1: him Aww.
2: excuse the fuck out of me you change for who a person <laughs> A person. That's another conversation for another day.
1: Yes. But I, I think when you find someone that you really, really like, that change or that the, the desire, the drive to change comes easily. It, it comes
2: easily. When you find somebody that you really like, the desire to just be the best person you could be for that person is like it's it's everything because you want to make that person happy
0: forever. So okay, I want to go back to your last relationship then. Do you think that your ex partner loved you in the way like I don't understand because you just And we all can agree that if you find someone who you are in love with and you want to change for them, you'll change. So then how come you think that person didn't change? Was it just the laziness or like, did you think he, I don't, what was it?
2: He wasn't, he wanted to be who he was. And that's, that's all he was going to be. He Mm. didn't want to change. He didn't, when I would say, when I used to say, get a job at McDonald's. I don't care where you get a job. You're like, I'm not doing that. And I'm just like, well, if you love me. And at one point I had broke my leg. So I was, um, I had to work while still being in the hospital. That's how much we just didn't have it. And I felt like at that point, McDonald's should have been a motherfucking option.
0: Mm.
2: You see yeah, what I'm saying? Wow. So if you loved me enough, you would have done that. Mm.
1: That's one of the signs of a toxic exactly. relationships is when exactly. your partner's not really to work on themselves for you. And, and then they say they love you or they'll maybe once in a while, do something nice to try to keep yes. you in their grasp. Yes. But in reality, it's not really that they're in love with you or they really uh, it's, it's more of an attachment, you know, they, they yep. need you. They yep. need that companionship. Codependency,
2: codependency. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you have any advice? Like what kind of steps you would take to sort of start backing out of this, of a toxic relationship? You said set up boundaries. Yeah, you definitely know, the just, boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you were going doing the screaming matches with that person before, definitely cut that out now. If you realize it's a toxic relationship, nothing's gonna change by really going back and forth with that person. Now there are some times where it's unavoidable. I get that. But you gotta catch yourself. Cause sometimes we will be going back and forth and I'll catch myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I don't wanna I don't wanna talk about this anymore. Be like, oh now you don't wanna talk about it. Like I'm just not gonna talk about it. I'm just not because I want to still go to sleep happy. And then you don't realize you start doing little things that, um, this is how I knew this was not it. I was drinking a bottle a weekend
0: Mm -hmm. that I was
2: drinking excessively. Then I started smoking. I was smoking three, four times a day. Right. And then it would be like, we'd have an argument. I'm like, I'm going outside to smoke. I would sleep, smoke, sleep, smoke, sleep, smoke. That's how bad it was. So you have to also watch your behavior. And if your behavior is changing so drastically where you don't even recognize yourself anymore, you gotta, you gotta take a hint. You gotta take a hint. Mm-hmm. So you, if you're living with that person, you have to move out. It's gonna be hard to move out with a toxic person, but the moment you make that decision, you better move out the next day, so you don't change your mind. If you're not living living with that person you just have to break up with them over the phone. Don't do it in person. They might try to come to your house. They might try to come to your job. And you know, you have to be strong enough. It's one of those things where you gotta, you gotta grow up here and make it happen. And sometimes it's not easy because you do love the person or you, sometimes some people are scared of the person. Sure, I think that's mm-hmm. it too, yeah.
1: Yeah, how do you safely right. get out of that when it's a situation like it's
2: that? A, it's high again, how you especially when you're living with that person. That's why I said if you plan on breaking up that that person, that same night you got to get out of there. I I would hope you have a car or a family member that can come and get you. Right. And if you, you, you have gotta sp- some shit, leave some shit. I my sister came and got me.
1: Did, okay so you had a support system yeah
2: I have a and that's one thing I'll say I have a really great support system like my family is it's always been everything and that was what was rough for me when I did move to PAs because I'm very close to my family so when it was like arguments about going to see my family that was it for me that was just not gonna work for me at all you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: so yeah and then some people don't have a great support system and that's why you know friends are important
0: Yeah. You, that raises a good point because folks will stay in a toxic relationship because they don't have that support. They don't have family or friends. And they are they become dependent on that person. And then that's all they know. We don't know their history. So I think it, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's unfortunate that not all the time folks know that they're in these toxic relationships because that's all they're used to.
2: I didn't, and again, like I said, this is the first time I've been in a toxic relationship. Very Mm -hmm. first time. So I didn't know the signs of a toxic relationship. It wasn't until, like, I'm just looking at shit, and I'm like this is not right. This is not how things are supposed to go. And I started piecing it together. And I'm not the type of person that talks about my relationship to other people. So I could be in a relationship and, and yeah, you know, he cool, whatever. I always say this joke to my friend, but oh, how's your boo doing? I'm like, he cool or whatever, you know? And then the, the person starts laughing. But I never really go into detail about anything. I don't have anything to say because that's my relationship. But it got so heavy to a point like where I couldn't even keep it to myself. And I started talking to my friend about it. And then she was like, yeah, girl, that, that, that that's not right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started piecing things together. Because I've never really been in a relationship like that. I'm a laid back person. I'm really chill. Like I'm mad cool. I don't like to argue. So for me, it wasn't something I was used to.
1: Well, that's scary for me because... <laughs> I don't want to fall into that. I was saying the other day, it's like, how do I know? I, I, like Have you been
2: in a toxic relationship, CJ?
1: I haven't, and I haven't been in a relationship in like over ten years. So, oh. so yeah. So, I am sometimes I, I see people who, I see them being strong people, and then they end up in a relationship like that, and I'm thinking, well, shit, that could happen to me because I know all these things, um, and I see, I see, I see all the signs when they're happening to other people. And I'm like, what if I fall into a toxic? What if I'm the toxic person?
2: You know, it's funny that she said that it could be a strong person because I beat myself up every day, even still to this day, like, how could you let this happen to yourself? Like, what the fuck were you thinking? All the signs were right there in front of you, Tati. Like, flag after red flag after red flag. Like, why didn't you figure it out yourself? Why did you waste four years on somebody that you shouldn't have wasted four years on? Still to this day, I beat myself up about it. I feel like horrible and terrible about it. But then I then have a next thought, like you had to go through this to become this, like to be where you are now, you know? So everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer in that. And I'm not gonna, I just, I just won't let that happen to me again.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Good. What are some signs of a healthy relationship? Oh, no, no, no. Let me ask you this because I, I was just talking to CJ about this. What are some signs of a healthy relationship that you may mistake for unhealthy or toxic?
1: Does that make sense?
2: I don't I don't know. Oh well, answer the question first, because I really don't know.
1: I So something that I hate is people texting me every morning, right? And trying to, or, or every day, just trying to see how my day was. Um, and- I, that I the- hate that too. I hate that too. <laughs> And it's, a, it's like a nice thing to do, I guess to check in on people, blah, blah, blah. But I'm always just like, okay, this person's gonna be really clingy or this person doesn't mm-hmm. have their own things going on or yeah. whatever. That's just part I run through my head. And it's, it's a really, it's bad to like think so negatively and I wanna be more on board with like, hey, thanks for reaching out, but I don't know, I don't kinda know where to fall. I guess it's a finding that balance. Like let's talk maybe twice a week. So, boundaries. So, what
2: I do is I just start ignoring them a couple times a week.
1: Okay, but then, so here's... And then I would ignore people, too. Diamond,
2: do not look at me like that. I just got (laughs) to do what I have to do. My safety is more important than you texting me what you're doing.
0: Okay, here, and I literally told TJ this. Go ahead.
1: I, I, I would ignore people, too, and then they'd they'd stop texting me altogether. And then I get to a point where I'm saying, oh, "Nobody, nobody's ever interested in me for long. And that's my, that's because I don't respond or I don't engage with them. And so, and I'm blaming it on them for not being interested. In, I don't know, it's just.
0: Or, or. <laughs> or, t- don't do me, don't do me. <laughs> I think it would be the healthiest And the most adult like, if you just said to that person, hey, it's not necessary to text me every day. I don't have so much going on, but I don't like to engage as much as maybe you do. So let's keep it to a minimum or however, whatever language you want to
1: use. So I said that. I said that to to this guy yesterday. I told him, first I asked him, um, I did the whole, hey, what are you looking for type of thing, right? Um, And I, and I, I told him, I'm not the type of person who reaches out or I don't, I don't. I don't make a lot of effort to socialize. I like to be in my own little world. um, So I don't communicate all the time. And because he was also apologizing when he wasn't responding right away. Like if I texted him something, he had a delayed response. He would say, I'm sorry. And I had to tell him like, it's cool. I don't care. Like You could respond today, tomorrow, next week. And, um, but I told him, I was like, yeah I'm not the type of person to socialize. I don't know if you're looking for someone if you're looking for something more than just very casual, whatever, you know, maybe I'm not the one. And he said, no, 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 I I get it. He said, thank you for being honest. It's cool. There you go. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Right. So I'm like, okay, cool. The next, not even the next day, just later. It's like, so what are you doing? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but then, but then, then you know that that's not the type of person that you need in your life. Okay. So now now we can move on now you don't owe that person anymore now i block and delete right right (laughs) this is the point to do it but i just feel like uh, be up front don't i don't i just don't i don't like it again so i wouldn't do it but i think it it's oh it always works best when you're just honest and if it doesn't work then you know
1: no and i i I do agree with that it's just that i i agree with that it's just that i have this um I don't know if it's a fear of confrontation or fear of hurting someone's feelings. And I think that's what gets people into toxic relationships too, is because you don't, you, you're afraid to say no. It feels easier to say yes. And then you keep saying yes. And then you're now you're, you're in it. And if you would have just said said no from from the the beginning, beginning. Yeah.
2: I do that too. Sometimes it's a fear of saying no. I don't have a problem with that no more. It's a no. Um, but, I do get that. you. I don't like to hurt somebody's feelings. That's why I don't sell them things. Now, I gotta tell you, don't text me all day. Why don't you, yeah. you do for you not to text me
0: all day? But don't you think you would be hurting their feelings more if you just blatantly ignore them after you know that they like you? That would hurt my feelings more. I think- no, so I'm I think, in a meeting, think,
2: I'm gonna text you back. <laughs> 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 I'm not, let you know me I'm saying? I tell a couple people about them, yeah, I'm in a meeting. I'm in a meeting, I'm, and you know what I'm doing? Leg up, watching my show on my tele, on my phone. You know, you know
1: what? Now, now they're gonna know, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah, I'm still know. in a meeting. Who's gonna? What you doing? <laughs> I gonna answer. So I'm in a meeting. Uh, I get
0: it, but I
2: I don't like to say to talk about those kind of things because I, it, okay, let's just say it's not somebody that you're dating. What if it's like a friend or a family member that constantly wants to talk like every day no we're not doing that b no no, no, no.
1: my mom has a a a friend um that she's known for over 20 years and she had tried to get away from her when she left the job because that's where they met and she she even changed her cell phone number and the friend called her new job to find her wow and this lady calls her every day talk for hours on end and um and she has nothing going on in her life so there's nothing new and my mom doesn't know how to tell her that she she can't do that anymore
2: I'll pick up the phone. so she's
1: stuck it's but she will call again constantly 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 then, okay so then
0: you block her see so, well your mom is different so
1: my mom is but my mom's the type of person who can't say no right she's gonna she, now she's stuck in this toxic friendship because she doesn't know how to say no.
2: That's so intrusive. Yeah. That's so intrusive. Because that person, yeah. But you know what? You know that person's feelings are going to be so hurt,
0: Diamond. (laughs) No, 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 don't do me. Okay, listen, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) and It's also there's certain people who are very sensitive. They cannot take something like that. There are people who are literally alone and that's why they're leeching onto you and then you block them and now maybe it's the guilt of how they might harm themselves because, oh shit, this person doesn't want to be my friend or this person doesn't like me. And I think that's where my mom is sort of with this person and it could be dangerous when you're dealing with a toxic person like that who may be even suicidal. How do you deal with someone who's suicidal? You care about the person, but you can't be with them. Get them suicidal. You know, them.
0: Right. See, at that point, then it's becoming, like you said, intrusive onto your life. And it's it's just it's not going to work. So you need to help that person move on.
2: Yeah. You have to get them the proper help because you're right. not the proper help.
0: Right. You're right. not. Mm-hmm.
2: You can't be available to that person the way they need you to. They mm-hmm. don't even know the help that they need. So you got to get them the help that they need and then and,
0: and then delete and block.
2: Delete and block.
0: Right. In a situation like that. But any other time you need to openly communicate and be honest.
2: Let me tell you something, man. I'm in a meeting right now. <laughs> you sure are.
1: <laughs> you sure so, are. <laughs> the moral of the story is if you're in a toxic relationship, delete and block.
0: Listen, like Tatiana and people on the internet, on the Obama internet, let me tell you something. I am the queen of Delete and Block. Y'all think that I'm this sensitive being and I'm really not. I'm really I could be a savage. <laughs> so more of the story, like you said, just communicate your feelings. Openly, guys. Is that what I okay? said? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said.
1: <laughs> I'm going to learn how to be a better communicator. I I still don't feel this urge to be in a relationship. So, um, I don't know how well I'm going to do with my new journey of trying to be a better communicator. But But uh, you did
0: say that after like the pandemic and things you're going to try. So I, I, think I did.
1: Would- I think because in that moment, I guess I felt like, okay, maybe I do want something. But I always <laughs> have those moments and then they pass. They're I the same way. I have those moments. <laughs> I'm like,
2: no, I don't want to
1: do that no more. I'm good. Yeah. You see, this room, this room is all I need. Just me, myself, and I, my books, my bed. And, uh, yeah, I don't... And then Diamond. I think Diamond, you know, we... Diamond is my most, uh... Committed relationship,
2: but I and, think it's very uh, healthy. It doesn't always have to be sexual where you laid up with somebody.
1: Sure, exactly, I exactly. Because now
2: you have those correct boundaries you want.
1: Mm-hmm. And Although that, and, I do and, cross them from time to time, but go ahead. And I try to no, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that maybe that's one of the reasons too why I don't feel so eager to find that. Relationship because that romantic relationship because Diamond and I have everything except the sex and so when I need the sex I go out there and I get it and then that's it I'm good yeah so heartless but uh huh (laughs) but um Tatiana thank you for joining us because I I had such a great time
2: you guys are awesome I had a really good time
0: yes thank you very much appreciate you and we have to do that we (laughs) I think Tati and I have been saying since last year that we were gonna link up. I'm back in the title. Title.
2: And I got a call now. So what's up? Ooh, girl, yes. I'm out here.
0: You better pick me up with them light with them tickets, them um
2: new tags. Shit. Got you. I I got you. Let me know. Honestly, whenever you're available, just let me know. We can go out. I'm down.
0: Yeah, I will. But uh, um, so
1: tell everybody where they can find you.
2: Oh I am on Instagram, your girl Tati Does It Better underscore and on Facebook, Tatiana Jonas, and on Twitter, Tati does it better. Underscore, and um, in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like
0: that a lot. Actually,
2: I'm still to I steal that. <laughs>
1: And don't forget to check out her new podcast, yes. Fem Power. Yeah,
2: listen to my podcast, Fem Power. We're on IG, Fem Power Podcast. We don't have any episodes yet. Um, I'm actually thinking about doing like mini series. That's why I haven't dropped anything yet, or we haven't dropped anything yet. Um, just kind of switching up the game. But um, yeah, I mean, also on my, on my personal I- IG page, Tati does a better underscore, um, I got a couple funny videos up there you might like. So check them out. Yeah. Like, share subscribe to my channel
1: (laughs) don't forget to hit that (laughs) notification button
2: (laughs) (laughs) try to be famous (laughs) y'all all
1: right well everybody have a good night have fun bye thank you for listening to this episode of borderline uncomfortable if you'd like to join the conversation befriend us on social media with the links in the description If you'd prefer to see our faces during these discussions, check out our episodes on the Borderline Uncomfortable YouTube channel. But let's be honest, you really just want to see Diamond's beautiful face. Okay friends, Till next time, stay safe, stay mindful, and do better.